All right, are you looking to buy or sell real estate? Listen, you've got questions and we've got some answers. So, welcome to the show. It's going to be great. This time it's featuring Matt and Jen from Home Team for You. And now, without any further ado, it's Matt and Jen. <laughs> <laughs> that was different. All right. I'm still waiting for the uh, who's a do. It up. Who's a do? Who's a do? All right. Well, I suspect today is going to be feisty. We have Brandon <laughs> Zimmerman in studio what's today. Feisty is the right word. Yeah. What's going on, Brandon? You know, not much. Just uh, having a lot of closings, a lot of doing work, and getting a lot of people out in the showing houses. Yeah. You've been jet setting around. You just got back from New York, huh? Yeah. It was in New York last week. Uh, I actually forgot everywhere I've gone. I've been to Florida in the last couple of weeks. You know, it's almost like the pandemic's not happening. <laughs> We're being safe, just for a disclaimer. We're being safe. So uh, masks on the plane? Everywhere, which is fine. Um, it's just what it is. What it is for now, and then we'll get back to normal at some point in the future. It'll be great. It's mm. going to be great. It's going to be great. It is going to be great. the life motto of our team, which I love. Woohoo! All right, so we wanted to maybe talk a little bit about what's going on in the market now. What are you seeing? Um, I'm seeing a lot of tire kicking, quite honestly, which I think... and. You know, I'm going to steal what you had literally just added to it because I 100% agree. People didn't have the chance to go look at houses or explore the market in their own kind of comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of who we're seeing now were likely the buyers from March, April, May, June who got pushed or rushed through a process, maybe put in a few offers with an agent, maybe didn't click with that agent and are now back in the market just kind of seeing what's there, Mm -hmm. which... From one side is great for the buyer to be able to kind of have that time to think, do I really want this kind of house? Do I want this kind of house? But maybe it's not the best use of their time because then they end up falling in love with a house now and they're not in any position ready to buy it. Mm -hmm. We're also seeing people that had that subject to sale, have that Mm -hmm. house that they needed to sell to buy. They're kind of jumping in the market a little bit like... We've seen some of those offers get accepted, and I've seen some of them get accepted without bumps, which seems kind of crazy, but the sellers are just kind of like, hey, we're going to do this. I'm going to get a bridge loan, and if they don't sell by that time, I'll find somebody else. I'm like, okay. It is nice. The buyers have more time to make a decision now, too, though. It feels like, I mean, you guys are more experienced with this, but it feels probably closer to normal. Yeah. Than it did before. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, I like that better than I did the, you have three days to even, you know, look at the place before you have to have money in your hand, but now you just have a week. I get a week. It's maybe two weeks. Yeah. And maybe. If it's, I mean, it's still, you know, if it's been on the market for a month, then the realtors are like sharks and they're like, Ooh, what can mm-hmm. we do here? Do you think that that's going to continue through this season in terms of like days on market? Is that really going to matter? The longer days on market. I mean, it's going to take longer, but sellers, are probably still in that mindset where they think that it should be happening really fast. And when it's not, then they're more apt to kind of freak and be like, okay, what do we do? Maybe I'll accept something else. Maybe I'll take an offer that's subject to sale. But as inventory goes up, it's also going to slow down how fast that rushes. So you could see houses in the market for a little bit longer Mm -hmm. as inventory goes up. Yeah, you definitely will. Which will also slow down maybe the decision-making, like people don't feel the need to make that decision today. Mm Mm-hmm. Are you guys seeing, more specifically with home team, are you guys seeing like with listings coming up and being more prevalent? I lost my tongue there. Um, 
with us gaining a lot more listings, which is awesome for us as a team, are you guys thinking of uh, different marketing strategies to try to be even more hyper-competitive in the market, even with the slowdown? Or I just kind of look, seeing what's on your mind there. It's just it's interesting to see the houses that we have for sale. Um, they all have offers are moving up pretty quickly. Um, quickly, meaning within under the 30-day mark, but yeah, they're still all selling. So it's interesting to see that properties are still selling. Nice. Yeah, there's definitely some different avenues of marketing and things that are in the thought process that I think would be more workable. It's just who wants to do that piece. And because when you do those kinds of things that are to find listings, you have to be very consistent. So it's kind of like, okay, well, we're going to work this market. Who wants to be consistent with this? Because if you're not, there's no reason. To and luckily it. we have a marketing guy that's okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Marketing you know, guy. He doesn't suck. Nah. <laughs> I personally am a fan. Yeah. He, he deals with me on a regular basis in the most professional manner. <laughs> you have know, to turn that applause up a little yeah, bit. Yeah. You can, you can give yourself that because I know I'm not the easiest to work with. So <laughs> I love my team. I'm you're not, not the worst. I, that's what I'm striving <laughs> okay, So should we talk about that? <laughs> He's like, Jen is the worst. (laughs) You're not the worst. Mm -hmm. Uh. He's like, who can't make up her mind? Oh, no, it's also me. You should, I don't know if you even heard. I was trying to ask him, like, if doing a promo shoot for our listing on DG, um, I was trying to do something like I could see it in my head and I couldn't actually (laughs) verbalize it. And he was so polite about it. Just, he got to the point of where I needed to go. And I was he smiling and nodding? Yes, he was. Yeah. Because that's his that's the part of your you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm on. willing to know admit that I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm a sales guy. I'm not a marketing guy. There's a big difference there. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, you're like, hey, we want to like highlight the fall colors. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm not sure we want to do it. And I'm like, okay, what, yeah. is it with photos? <laughs> they're like, well. Yeah, <laughs> we should. Like, we're just gonna like get a pile sort of, of media. It's just we're just gonna uh, get a pile of leaves and some can jump in. It. Just and I'm it. like, I look outside and the leaves are still green. green. And I'm like, well, <laughs> should we wait? <laughs> yeah, can we do, do a TikTok with Zim jumping pictures? in the leaves? I'm down for that for sure. But yeah. I appreciate the proactiveness. I just ahead. when I Jen knows this when I have a listing that's you know either not gone by the first day on the market, I sleep on my couch. So. <laughs> I'm not well, sitting on my couch. couch. It's it's beige, <laughs> not white. Inside inside, inside joke. joke. Not allowed joke. to have a white couch here. No. no. <laughs> oh, how my did we goodness. get here? <laughs> no, what, what were we talking about? The market. Market. Okay, there we What's go. What's going on with the market? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it feels kind of like a fall market. We had. Like it slowed down a little bit after people went to school. Now it's kind of picked up a little bit again, and probably as it starts to get cold, it'll slow down a little bit more. And that's just sort of how it goes. So you think we're going to see the typical seasonal trends? Uh, to a degree. I mean, if there's a million pounds of snow, that always slows everything down. A million pounds does suck. It does suck. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, I'm not going to that showing. Peace out. So the period of time between like September 15th through October 30th, what do you feel like the biggest reason people step away from the market for within that time is from your experience? Weather some, somehow does affect it a little bit, but I think that should be a pretty steady time of year. The last two years it has been anyway. Most of the time also like landlords want people locked in usually mm. by the end of August. So 
they have a while on their lease usually and they've had to resign because nobody wants them loose during the winter. So mm. that can kind of shut it down too. Okay. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> I, me too. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, oh, you want your lease to come due in December? No. Oh, how about March? It's how like, about how about March? an eight month lease? It's like, that's just what we do because, and honestly, it's kind of when you're a landlord, then you get a couple of months reprieve. There's always somebody that's like, I need to do a sublet or whatever, but it, it makes it so you have a little bit of a break, mm. which is nice. Yes. Not to deal with the turnover in the middle of January. Mm-hmm. Especially Cold. when you do the work yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that. Not ideal. Yeah. Jacob just moved. How was that? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my booing noise? Uh, it was, it's been exhausting. Moving has been rough. <laughs> Just killer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not fun. Is I that mean, your nose? That was, that was a lot going on. There was a lot oh, of... That's an attractive sound. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been challenging. I mean, this has been the least fun move I've ever had, but... <laughs> Every time I've ever moved, it's always been exciting. It's like I'm looking forward to this new spot because it's somehow an upgrade in my life. Uh, We're downsizing right now for a few months so we can save for a down payment uh, on our house. And uh, downsizing isn't a fun experience. And, uh, yeah. What was the worst part of it? The worst part of it was um, probably the Saturday that move the day I was supposed to go do a photo shoot with you guys, mm-hmm. that day was miserable. <laughs> it was our, nice out. Well, our movers were supposed to be there at 8 a.m. <laughs> and they showed up at 2 p.m. And then they were like, well, we're really sorry. And we'll make up for it by having four movers instead of two. And so then, they just move faster? Yeah, but they didn't. They showed up with two movers and their supervisor. <laughs> the supervisor put on a good face like she was a mover, but she clearly wasn't a mover. She wasn't moving anything? She Well, she worked. I mean, I'm not going to say the company name. If they ever listen to this podcast, I mean, this is the truth. But So she was like, <laughs> she was like trying to show off like she was a mover. Mm-hmm. She's like hustling up the stairs, like full sprinting. I'm like, dang, you are killing it. But after like five minutes of sprinting up the stairs, she's like, ah. And then she goes, sits in the truck on her phone and texts people like, Okay, so this didn't speed things along yeah. at all, and oh, that you know we ended up we ended up uh, ruining some decorations in the process, and uh, just all the boxes and the stress, and this sucks. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can relate, but it sucks. Sucks. I feel like you could. Yeah, it sucks. Moving's not fun, but because your wife loves Halloween, right? Oh my god! And it was the Halloween decorations that oh. got. It was so. It was. So the mm-hmm. one thing that we had that we were like looking forward to is like as soon as we move in we're gonna we're gonna deck out our our new place make it super Halloween we had a little uh, budget we still have a little budget set aside um, outside of the down payment for the house to go <laughs> like, go all in on Halloween decorations so we're just like that's our little thing of joy and we open up the Halloween decorations box and um, last year we were given a gift of a snow globe but it's like a halloween snow globe oh cool it well it was cool <laughs> oh no oh, yeah I'm it sorry. cracked and the water damage got in the in the the bin and just destroyed every halloween decoration we had it was all full of mold and gross oh, and no. wet and we had to toss it oh no so it was sad <laughs> so moving sucks <laughs> I don't recommend it. 
Yeah, we should look in our basement. We probably have some Halloween direction decorations we could send your way. Right. We used to have this cat that like just would it was motion activated and yeah. when the kids oh, were God. little they'd walk by and the cat would just be like Jump boo up. and they were like <laughs> and we thought it was really funny. You should go to Menards and look at the decorations there. Oh my god, I have those werewolves. Yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. those things those like the epic. big real live They're like people full things. size. Yeah, there's like, like six seven foot wolf mans. There's like so two hundred dollars. Yeah, that's incredible. There was yeah. one that was like a double. It was like two things, like a skeleton and something else together. Uh, we actually bought one. We, <laughs> <laughs> we, oh. we bought we bought uh, the inflatable uh, pumpkin, and then the skeleton comes out of it, nice. and then it like goes back in. Yeah. Are you first floor? No, second floor. No. We're we actually not even going to use that. We're going to save that one for the house. But yeah. You know, I think if I remember right, sort of derailing, but sort of on topic, (laughs) wasn't last year I was asking if we could expense buying a skeleton for a uh, social media post? Yes. I think you were. Is there available? I mean, is it in the budget? (laughs) Do we have money for it? There's 45 bucks at Target. What are we are you dressing? What it? are we doing? Are you dressing up? You're just it? gonna hide it around and scare people. Yes, that would actually you know, be pretty funny. Kind of part. Actually, of if you bought a costume of a skeleton, I think I'd budget for that one. Okay, and you had to wear it though. A, you a hear costume it here first, or a full folks. skeleton? Costume. He has to jump dressed up as. I'll skeleton. do both. Give me both, and I got you. Well, actually, I think this is an unplanned topic, but I think this is a great topic because <laughs> it's been on my list. We really need to discuss home team for Boo 2021. Oh, oh yeah, I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where are we going? Why oh, are we, what do we need well, to investigate? I mean, I have a listing that will be vacant as of October 1st in Belleville. Similar setup, however, mm. much less terrifying. Um, <laughs> Not a good way to sell your listing. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know the address. <laughs> oh, no. Boy. There was, um, I think what prompted it, aside from the original home team for Boo, um, was me going into a house or a it was a mixed use building. It was a apartment on the second floor and a restaurant on the first right on main street. Your video was great. (laughs) Yeah. It was a hundred percent real because there was no electricity. The base, the whole building had been vacant two years and I went up, heard some noises and because it's just this dark gloomy hallway with the sun setting in the distance, you can't really see anything. I'm just kind of walking. Something falls, and I ran so fast <laughs> out of that building. Um, I don't think I locked it. I'm not sure. It's no longer on the market, thankfully. But um, that prompted a few more ghost hunting experiences that I I was kind of curious if we were going to pr- keep this going. So oh, yeah. I'm I think excited. We should. Yeah. Did, you, did uh, Laura Castillo say anything to you about the uh, scarecrows in the hallway? No, there's two, the there's two scarecrows. Jen has one by yeah, her office, one by mine. Mine it's looks like it has a crop top. Four feet. Like they're, like, yeah, four I've feet seen tall. this before. But apparently she came in the other night and it was dark out and there was just like a shadow just in a the hallway. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It kind of freaked her out, okay, I guess. So definitely I'm going to get the skeleton going on. That's oh. going <laughs> to so put them in, we should put them in Laura's desk when we leave. That could be our TikToks of like you continually being like <laughs> hiding yeah. in the men's bathroom and Jacob's <laughs> in the stall like video. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? I'm going to have know. to talk to HR again yeah. about that too. A little bit of show, Matt. <laughs> Matt, can I film I'm in the men's bathroom? No, well, as long not. as they're just walking in and you know what I mean? You scare them when they walk in, not like when they're walking so out. So don't pop the skeleton over to Jake and go, <laughs> hey, Jake, nice watch. <laughs> Nice watch. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, himself, so before uh, I leave today, I'm going to put the skeleton in Laura's chair so she comes in tonight. She okay. can. So I'll run to Target after this. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I like Halloween as well. We have a bunch of stuff at home, I think. I will have to look. I haven't put it out. It was like I used to go crazy with Halloween, and then I had kids and got real tired. <laughs> now that you guys have moved to my old neck of the woods, you should definitely check out my folks' house. Um, I'll give you their address off the podcast, but <laughs> definitely you want to see someone go all out for Halloween. All right. We'll but have to. Do they have candy out? Of course they do. Then I'll go. Okay. Are you going to be getting the candy? <laughs> well, the kids will. Or can they? Are they old enough? Too old? <laughs> how old do they have to be to go trick-or-treating? I think what's how like old the, do they have to be? What's the max your, age your you kids could be? I think I was, old enough. I think I went when I was 16 was yeah. the last time I went. I went as a pregnant girl. <laughs> <laughs> we, we needed I'm costumes and we were like, I'm like, I got a robe. I got a pillow. Let's go. And oh we went and got I a think we actually candy. did uh, in high school. I'm 16 and pregnant. Give yeah. me your tricks. We took, <laughs> we took the, back then they had the garbage bags for leaves that were shaped as pumpkins. Yeah, uh-huh. so we put those over us and like stuffed it full of leaves and went trick or treating. Still gotta exist, right? I'm sure they do. I think they do. We could do that as a team. Go trick or treating. Oh, well, that okay. would be so. No. <laughs> no? We're all hey. going to. We're Actually, just, we are, the only place we we're are having trunk or treats. Trunk so or treat, we, yeah. it would be behoove us to be all about that. I, I mean, you guys do do a lot of door knocking. So. We, oh <laughs> my gosh! She's <laughs> spitting fire over here. <laughs> spitting fire. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying gaming. to learn the Gen Z lingo. Uh, lingo, lingo. Bro, you're younger than me. I was gonna oh, say you are Gen that's Z. Funny. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm no, I'm not. What are you? You're right on the cusp. Nope, oh, I'm still in the. Do you know well what Capin is? Capin. Yeah. Capin. I saw this. T- <laughs> I saw this TikTok, and it was like this lady, and she was calling the uh, Gen X hotline, and she's like, "There's this emoji, and it's a baseball cap, and I don't know what it is." And then they're like, "Do do 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 do," like pulling it up, and the lady's <gasps> like, "This is capping, like lying. Can you use it in a sentence? You be capping about that." Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> That's cap. And yeah, That's cap. Then I then I. Now I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen this exact TikTok. I thought it was so funny. I was just like, I totally need that. <laughs> Matt's like, what? We need no to do a, uh, a promo video with us speaking about how to buy a house using only Gen Z slang. <laughs> oh In real God. estate acronyms, people would be like, huh? What? <laughs> Fun to get uh, the youngins on. Oh, yeah. It's like, all right, tell us. I, uh, go on your phone and... Come up with all the stuff we don't know what you mean. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jacob's just shaking his head. I wish I could speak Gen Z, but I'm honestly like, it's slipping. I am i can't. Every time I, I try, I just speak like ancient millennial. It's groovy. <laughs> ancient millennial. Ancient. I got called geriatric. It's, it's lit. Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> There's an article out right now about the, uh, the Great Resignation, and it's written from, I swear it has to be a... a person from gen z who wrote it because they refer to anyone who is currently the age of 30 or older in terms of millennials as geriatric (laughs) great that's probably why i'm getting my erp mail oh my god i thought you were only turning 50 (laughs) what (laughs) no i've been getting erp mail for a couple years now. yeah you start getting it like i think we started getting it in our 20s we're like too early too early oh i I gotta check my mailbox more often i think i I saw a tiktok once that said you can join aarp at any age yeah they were after us and we were like no there's benefits to it yeah there is they're home buying benefits there's a lot of discounts at denny's yeah discounts Discounts at denny's Denny's. 
worth what it. What is it? Moon over my hammy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that a thing? Should we yep. have a home team for you, AARP benefit? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. <laughs> yeah, everybody who's going on the trip, bring your card so you get a discount on the room. <laughs> you can use it for your extra food. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited for the trip. I mean, it's really cool. I'm very it's excited for you to good. come on It's going to be a nice kind of getting to normal. And it was, it's, I think it's, you guys are doing a great job in terms of, you know, finding places or fi- having found a place for us to go during a panini. Yeah. I'm hopeful that <laughs> it will panini? be good just because you don't have to have a passport and, but you won't have a lot of trouble with COVID kind of stuff mm-hmm. too. So, and we're not, we're going to Puerto Rico. I'm just glad you're coming along, Zim. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm just kidding. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so for everybody who doesn't Almost know. Almost had a moment. Yeah. Our, our team, when they do so much volume, they're able to come on a team trip with us. And Zim made the trip. So. Yeah. Woohoo. We're going to have fun. Worked my booty. Just, oh. just barley. Just you barley. No, he, he made it good. I did. Um, he made it good. I did a, uh, one of the things you're not supposed to do with a realtor. So any other no. realtors out there, don't do this. But I looked at where I spent the majority of my time with people who did not end up buying because of one reason or another on themselves. The number would have moved me quite significantly up the chart. But um, we digress. We learn and get better and go for next year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> Don't do that if you're <laughs> trying these things out. They hurt your feelings too hard. <laughs> yeah, real estate's an interesting business. But yeah. uh, we should uh, have fun. I was kind of looking to see interesting things to do in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of natural stuff. Mm-hmm. Matt doesn't like to do anything like daredevil or anything that involves walking. Anything so that could kill me. I might. So put Wa- you in walking. a walking. So you get to come yeah. with us and we'll do fun Good. stuff. You're going to do the bioluminescence. I only have one instruction. You know about that? Mm. It's, uh, yeah. Pretty sweet. Ki- is it, it's like have this it kayaking thing that uh, Laura C was talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm down. Katie's yeah. done it too. I go kayaking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like this uh, algae type stuff that at night when you glows. go through, that's it, in Puerto Rico. It glows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of cool natural stuff. So. Although I think that's pretty far on the west side of the island or the east side or something. It's a pretty I don't small know if island. It's right in San Jose. Figured out. It's still a good 45 minutes. I've been told as the only single person going on this trip that I'm by my family that I'm supposed to come back with at least one phone number to potentially make an <laughs> offer for a wife. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll help. Oh, we'll you. help that out. And she get the country code. We I could be <laughs> like, he's yeah. Make sure you get the country code. <laughs> it's not U.S. Oh God, I barely know how to dial out. Uh, it is. That'd uh, be awesome. We'll, we'll just be like, okay, talk to that one, have, Zim. Uh, we I like have, that one. I have like eight people gonna wingman me now. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, we'll put Caden on it. It'll be great. Wings. Oh, perfect. We're gonna bond over this. It'll be great. Oh boy. Hey, he found a, f- a friend when he went to Mexico, and he talked to her for several years. So he's probably a pretty good wingman. You just have to sit at the swim bar for long enough. and mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, yeah, people. you won't be the only single guy. Be great. Huh? You huh? won't be the only oh, single guy. There. Yeah. Keaton and Carson. Yeah. The three of you. <laughs> We're going, I'm going out with your kids. <laughs> All right, that's okay. Just We're bring, going clubbing. Bring, bring them back alive. <laughs> yeah. Will do. I don't need you coming after me. You lost me there for a second, Jacob. <laughs> like <laughs> my kids. Uh, How you doing? How you doing? Yeah. Oh well, we were also going to talk a little bit about Zillow and the TikTok that's yes. out there viral right now. There's a few of them. 
Yeah, you guys want to tell our uh, listeners about that TikTok? Yeah, so I found um, there's a few different agents at, in different parts of the country that are talking about Zillow right now uh, from a perspective where they're not really mentioning them, them directly. They're out of fear. Um, <laughs> no, but... It, <laughs> Shouldn't we be doing the same thing? <laughs> I think, no, because I don't plan to bash them. I think that there's a good moment to clarify. Um, okay, fair. You guys have both been a part of the board, so you come with a bit of experience of knowing how t- how they think, how they work. You also have, I think, if not weekly or bi-weekly calls with reps from them. So it, from a team that does work with them very successfully, it's going to be, it's a different perspective because what, what a lot of the videos that are out there lack is full context of how does that person relate to Zillow? Um, are they being paid for by another agency or another ILS? Mm-hmm. And what are the, there's no perfect system and, I will be the first person to admit on this that I'm the one who found these and got sort of like jaded by them. So I'm also being schooled by people who know better than I (laughs) and I'm willing to admit that I might not be correct. But um, the one big thing I've always felt, and and if this is okay with you guys, I've always felt a little concerned with what Zillow's being projected as is this conglomerate that's going to take over the real estate industry. And I think that's how they're being projected by other agents who maybe don't have the same relationship or haven't had as successful of a relationship. Do you guys sort of agree with that perspective? I think part of it too is just getting the shock value and having everybody view their TikTok too. Do, do you want to see the TikTok? Should we, should we play it on the show? Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Can that we? way everybody knows what we're talking about here. Yeah. All right, let's see if I can cue this thing up. I've been a real estate agent for about 11 years now. And let's talk about the housing crisis. And let's talk about some what ifs. What if there was a company that everybody used, everybody used, everybody knew of to look for houses. And everybody goes on there and searches for houses when they're bored and stuff. And so that company, they just sit back and they just collect all the data. They just know what zip code is looking at what zip code and how much those people can afford Everyone's looking at this one zip code and everybody seems to be able to afford this certain amount. And let's say that billion dollar company uses that information to go into that zip code and start purchasing houses. Because the people that are selling their houses, even though they sell it for a little bit less sometimes than what the home could actually be worth, and they pay these high fees to this billion dollar company, it's a convenience factor. So this company's scooping up houses less than what they actually could cost. And let's say that that company Excuse me, Canoe. That company dog's name's Canoe. buys 30 homes within a two-mile radius. And let's say the price is 300000 So they buy all of these homes for 300000 And then on the 31st home, they buy it for three forty. Even though they know all of the all of the comps. Because most people have to get a loan. And if you get a loan, you have to get an appraisal, which means the appraiser is going to look at what homes have sold in the area for that size and that price per square foot. So... They're paying cash. They don't. They don't need an appraisal. Why would they pay three forty for this thirty-first home whenever they've only paid three hundred for these others? Well, what that just did is create a new comp. So when they go to sell these other thirty homes, that extra forty thousand dollars that you could say this one sold for three forty just made them one point two million off that one neighborhood because they know from their research how much people can afford in that zip code here. And let's say that then they're going to come in. They bought that home at 340 that still needs work. So they're going to come in and do their good old paint, spackle, and change the carpet and call it a remodel. So now we can sell them for 360 Because we know off of our data that's how much people 
can't afford. Wouldn't that be weird if the company did that? And then say that this company also starts letting you um, use their own lenders and their own title and escrow company and makes you write your contract on their contract, not the one that your state uses. Wouldn't that be a weird world to live in? My goodness, I can't imagine us living in that world. Can you? And let's say that a real estate agent that's been doing it for 11 years just wants to do this to get it at cause and effect. <laughs> Ooh, fighting words. <laughs> mm-hmm. That'd be weird. <laughs> so just it's poking holes just a little bit. So if you're a company, why would you want to buy 30 homes like in the same area? So with his uh, scenario, they'd be dropping like what nine million dollars to make a hundred to make one point some million dollars? Like I think part of it too that? is the appraisal. I mean, you're 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 assuming that the thirty houses that Zillow buys are the exact same square footage, size, etc., as the thirty-first home that he's saying that would be used as a comp. I mean, you almost have to buy the houses have to be identical to that thirty-first home. Because appraisers, I mean, you can't pick your appraisers, so you can't sway. And if they don't think that's a comp, then it's not a comp. And then you just spent $9 million for nothing. That doesn't seem quite right, <laughs> and then You're assuming it? that the market's not going to crash and you're sitting on 30 homes <laughs> and $9 million worth of inventory. I can't imagine that Zillow wants to hold those homes very long. I wouldn't. That's not their... Yeah, why would they, like, buy them and hold them long enough for 30 sellers? I don't know. Yeah, you're I see that. some holes. Yeah. Well, good. <laughs> no, I, I think that's great because I think what that does is you're providing additional context to a, I mean, he's not saying their name, but you're providing context from a- Zillow. Uh, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> from a perspective of being a realist on it. You're not mm-hmm. just going with the notion that Zillow, bad Zillow, Zillow wants to take over the world. It's, that doesn't make sense. Let's look at it practically. From a business sense, yeah. there's that's a lot of capital. Mm-hmm. I think if you're a, if you're an agent in the market or eleven years or whatever he said he's been doing it, I think if you're in that mindset that Zillow is for whatever reason you don't like Zillow, you get all these other people that have the same thoughts about Zillow, and that's that's what you get for the reactions from everybody. Yeah, I mean Zillow does have new programs coming out, like they have their Zillow Offers program where they will buy some properties but do you know can you talk a little bit more about zillow offers i don't know if that's something we're able to do on this show so zillow offers isn't in our market right now but from what we know about it it was more of a tool for folks that wanted more of a convenience factor mm-hmm. and it was make it more than market value just to get their house sold faster mm-hmm. okay. and they weren't i don't we got the impression that Zillow was not doing it to be a flipper. It was more of an option for people that were subject to sale or would have to be subject to sale so that that would make that piece of the puzzle smoother for them. And for people who are in situations that were like, hey, my dad died in New York and I'm in California. I don't know what to do with this house. And they're like, you know, we can help you with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zillow now is a publicly traded company. So to make lay out all that capital to make the one point whatever back is a doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I yeah, don't I, see it. Yeah, I don't see it happening. They are doing. I mean, they have different programs now that are coming out and being rolled up. But I think they're. Uh, I think they're just as a convenience factor for buyers, whether it's the mortgage or the title companies or whatever mm-hmm. that might be. 
Yeah, I mean, they really want to streamline the process. Yep. So, and I mean, the whole real estate process, there can be glitches and bumps, and it's kind of, it's a huge task to try and figure out how to smooth that out. Mm -hmm. And not to mention the fact that every state has a slightly different process of buying and selling. Oh, yeah, different rules, different laws. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. We have seen Zillow grow. I mean, we started, what, 15, 16 years ago, something like that, Mm -hmm. Um, working with Zillow as far as uh, uh, marketing. So it's been a while. We have seen McGraw. We have seen a lot of changes, um, but I think everything is so far has been for the better. And if they if they realize something's not working, they do pivot. And then mm-hmm. they do. And one thing that's interesting, I got uh, an email the other day, and it was like, "Hey, we're doing a new Betterment series that is to teach people about how you know this process works." And so I watched it today, and it was a really interesting video. And this uh, guide went on there, and they were talking to buyers and anyone that was interested about how like FICO scores worked and mortgages and how you are able to, you know, make that better. So there, there's a really big push in, in teaching and educating. And that series is, has got a ton of parts and I I subscribe to it. So I was actually thinking of sharing it with clients Mm because I think it would be really great. Sounds good. So, yeah. Cool. What else you got? <laughs> no, I, I really, I really liked that because I think even for me, I, I didn't come into this being like anti Zillow because when I was in the New York market, actually Zillow was completely irrelevant, even buying mm-hmm. and selling because Street Easy has the death grip on the city. Street Easy is Zillow. Zillow. It's Zillow. Yeah. I know they, have, <laughs> it's such a, it's, I sat literally. Yeah. 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 yeah literally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay. funny because like you, you don't, because I sat in their office, Street Easy's office. Um, Zillow. Yeah. Uh-huh. When <laughs> Zillow. Well, I'm going to call it what it was. Okay. So I don't got it, got it, got it. it. But Truly I sat in their yeah. office <laughs> when um, I first started in real estate out there um, doing the management side of things because we were still having to get our license in order to represent the, the client fairly. But what was so interesting was the, the dynamic that they wanted to just try and help and fill gaps and make it easier because in a city where there's 8 million people jammed onto just a little island, trying to go look at 25 apartments that day isn't really a realistic plan. And without a plan of attack, without making it easier for the consumer and the agent representing them, it doesn't work well. Mm -hmm. So shifting over to the buyer's side in this market, it's, I see so many benefits to, just how they lay out their lay out the products, like laying out your some uh, buyer's home, sorry, a seller's home, and making it easily found when you search it. Like those are some huge things that have eliminated the need to go randomly walk into houses for agents who have a buyer who maybe doesn't know everything. They also made it a very big and helpful tool so that you aren't wasting anyone's time in the transaction. Obviously, you're always going to have people who want to still go look at a house or ask a single question about a property, even though it doesn't make the most sense uh, Mm -hmm. because they aren't planning to buy it. They're just curious. But that's going to happen in every field. And I think what one thing about Zillow has done is they've made the the connection between um, the agent and the consumer better and more efficient than any other ILS. The fact that I can connect with a person through Zillow and not have to fight, not so much fight for their, their attention, but know like, 
hey, you kind of already know I'm contacting you. It's not going to be out of the blue. It's not going to be a cold call. You pressed a button and said you wanted to see this house. Exactly. And it's very clear. Alex introduces you to whoever is going to be answering the phone. And so you kind of already know I should expect a call from an agent from Home Team for You because we're you know, going to be the ones calling you. <laughs> we're going to beat everybody. Um, but I, I got excited there. Um, but I think that that's one thing I do appreciate about Zillow. And I think when you hear these other notions, and I'm privy to them as well as, you know, falling into, oh my God, I didn't even know that side of Zillow. I didn't know Zillow was buying homes. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they were, you know, until we started doing the lending side with them too, or having them as an option. Like I didn't really understand the dynamic of why they would want to be involved in that, why they would want to be involved in the booking and scheduling of the showing. So in filling the gap, I think you talked about the Grand Canyon hole in the process. I think that's a huge benefit to just our market. And if, I mean, I'll say one other thing to their benefit. If other ILSs would have paid attention to the same things Zillow bothered to focus on, there would be more opportunities for other ILSs to be at an equal playing field with Zillow. And I think Zillow just took an opportunity and went, I'm going to do it better than them and kept doing that where everyone else got stagnant. Yeah, their model, I guess, was bridging the gap for buyers to get from where they are to where they want to be. So that's kind of the whole idea of packaging the mortgage and the mm-hmm. working with the agents. Making it easy, making it smooth so it's not scary and awful and pulling your hair out. Yeah, there so can much be better. glitches in real estate. Mm-hmm. So much better than the real estate book back in the day when it was printed. Yeah, well, tell me about that. Uh, on the stone tablets? Or what are we <laughs> mm-hmm. talking about? <laughs> Back before the internet. Did you know Jesus personally? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if that has to get cut. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Uh, it's live. No cutting. But I think what it did... <laughs> <laughs> Too lazy for that. What the, what the internet did is it, it took all of the listings and put them in one easy, accessible area for people to search. So back before the internet and before Zillow, you know, you the listings you had were the ones you worked on in the before times. Yes. Yeah, well, people BZ were really, before Zillow. really freaked out when all of the listings started going on the yes. internet and mm-hmm. people could find them themselves. And we were kind of like, well, that's cool. Then they can educate themselves and see mm-hmm. what they like. And it didn't seem like a bad thing. So it's, yeah, you have to open up your mind and be able to work with what's coming at you instead of being stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. So for reals, Right, Jacob? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, you know, all right. I love um, playing devil's advocate here. Oh, good. Oh, no, boy. So I'm going to make go. you guys. Are you going to poke me or Jen? Play my game. I'll po- po- poke y'all. Okay. Poke y'all. Y'all. So um, I feel like you guys have a much deeper understanding of Zillow than I do, so I can't talk too deeply about it. But I, I see a general trend in society with the internet and speeding technology along and kind of um, making things more accessible and easier for the client. But there seems to be maybe some potential downsides to this fast-changing thing. I I see Zillow and I think of Amazon. Mm -hmm. I see the success of Amazon and all the, like, how fast they've kind of taken over and what's the consequence of Amazon? It's like we got crumbling malls now, um, you know, lo- like the idea of like local mom and pop shop is like pfft, gone. I mean, not gone. It's, 
yeah, it's gone. <laughs> but like there, you know, there's a lot of people that are supposedly being exploited and, and there's just a lot of, there's a lot of controversy. And I think anytime you got a big dog company like that, that finds a lot of success, you get a lot of uh, critique and controversy about it. So I wonder what are some of the potential negative side effects of a company is like Zillow that's finding so much success and changing the industry um, so rapidly. Are there, are there some downsides to it that people should be aware of that maybe they didn't think of? I think the other companies that are out there, uh, like the realtors.com and, you know, a bunch of other brokers like Stark has their own website. All these listings get fed into these portals. So whether it's Stark any of the other brokers that are local, uh, realtor.com, um, homes.com. So everybody shares all this information. So I think what it has created is a more educated buyer because they can see what 123 Main Street looks like and what it's sold for and what its estimate might be. And, okay, I want to buy 125 Main Street. Okay, I can see, not, I can see what 123 Main Street sold for and what it looks like. I think it just created that buyer that's more educated. So then the person that suffers is the uneducated realtor? Yes, yeah. Yeah, because the buyer may, and buyer now, I think, knows, has all the information that, that we can see, or a lot of it. There used um, to be realtors that they just had their book, and they could be like, hey, did you know this one was on the market for 30 days? Mm-hmm. This is what that means. And, like, nobody else knew that it had been on for 30 days. <laughs> no, and Zillow you have this that. special information, and so we can do this or that. And it's like, well... Now everybody has that. Mm-hmm. When I when I go on Facebook these days, I'm in the the realtor groups on Facebook, and I <laughs> see I see the comments every day, just all kinds of posts, and I do see a lot of realtors like really ragging on and, and hating on Zillow a lot, particularly Zillow. But I think it I think it is ha- has to do with the fact that it makes the realtor's job a little bit tougher. There's also an element of complacency. Yes, where you can. get into a field in your 20s and by the time you're 30 it looks completely different and i think so many people from they forgot they had to stay on top of their game and you know they talk and this is kind of on topic but in happy recent 30th birthday by the way thank you (laughs) (laughs) staying fresh and new with zillow um (laughs) trademarked (laughs) Um, always reserved yeah there you go no i in the medical field, they say you're two, after two years, you're already out of date with the most recent information. Mm. And I think that one thing, I have been lucky to be part of this team for just over a year and a half, or a year and a quarter, and plan to keep it going, uh, provided I don't get fired on a year weekly basis. year and a basis. half, let's go. What time is it? Woo-hoo! 2.37. Uh, you're still here. still here. I haven't been fired enough times yet. Uh, at least they haven't stuck. But uh, I will say to Matt and Jen's benefit and to anyone listening who doesn't fully understand the dynamic with home team, there is a big difference when you have a broker who is disengaged or even a team lead who is disengaged, who is just riding on what used to be known as just, Oh, we do it this way because this is how it's always been. This is how it's always going to be. And our team and everybody does a level of training. Everyone does a level of educating their team. But one thing we constantly do is there are weekly trainings, which for the most part, I'll be quite honest. I haven't even attended everything and I really should get back on that, but there's we're doing quizzes now. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely got to get back in there. Um, (laughs) But it keeps us sharp. And the community that we've built on this team is if someone's experienced something, we're willing to talk about it as a colleague and not as a competition. And we've really gone in 
developed a healthy culture of, and I promise this is relevant to what we were talking about. I just wanted to edify them for a moment, but we have edify. spent so much time staying on the knife's edge of where we have to be with the market changing, with shifting into a technological world. I was not part of this team prior to COVID. I guarantee you, I would be shocked just from a f- amazement standpoint from going as a, a, maybe an old fashioned way of looking at how this business should be built versus today. And I'm like incredibly grateful that we build it the way we do because it makes sense. We've stayed on top of things. Most agents who have done it forever who have not bothered to continue educating themselves or keep getting better and moving with technology, like you said, the uneducated agent is the one who will suffer. And because of that, their clients will suffer too. And they start to want to give up. Yeah. Like, and then they have to vent somewhere. And then they go on Facebook. They'll say stuff like nobody answers the phone anymore. (laughs) Nobody Nobody picks up. It's like, come on, Mm -hmm. let's like, let's brainstorm this. How could you figure this out? Yeah. There's always going to be a human component to real estate. No one's going to just say, oh, I found your place online. Let me go walk into your house unsupervised, unchaperoned (laughs) and see if I buy it. There's never going to be that time. I'm willing to believe that. I can't imagine anyone as a seller would want that. But hey, you know what? 20 years from now, it could be different. But for now, I think it's the agents who are refusing to get themselves and stay educated who are so stuck in the past that they're just saying, oh, I don't want to I don't want to keep growing. I'm complacent where I'm at. My referrals are going to get me for here to retirement and that won't happen. Yeah, I think you have to be ready to pivot. Don't say it. Pivot! <laughs> um, based on what the market does. So we changed when the housing slowed down and we had more foreclosures and short sales Then we became experts in short sales and foreclosures. So I think you just have to change and roll with the times and educate yourself. Like Zim said, always be willing to learn something new, ready to change, Mm -hmm. not be scared of it. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, we would have been scared of Zillow all those years ago. We'd be in a different place. Yeah, I can tell you, a guy called me up. I think his name was like Michael Wee, and he said to me, you know what? This is going to change your life. <laughs> and I said, prove it. He said, buy some. I said, okay. And That's how we got in. Nice. Because he was a baller salesman, and usually I hang up on those people, but I was like, he really believed it. And I was like, all right, show me. But I mean, we see the differences between the Zillow program that we're part of now and the different other programs like the realtor.com or homes.com, whatever they might be. We, I see the difference and mm-hmm. I can tell what works and what doesn't work and why it doesn't work. Um, from even from my perspective, as far as what we have to pay for and what we charge and what we do, um, it's totally different. I'm actually curious from, because Zillow does set a good example for this. I want to take them out of the equation. Mm-hmm. The other ILS is in terms of lead generation, mm-hmm. because they don't do half of what Zillow does in terms of preparing and they don't pre-qualify buyers or anything like that, but they do make it very easy for a buyer to, or a seller to connect to an agent in a more uh, clear manner. What advice or what changes would you recommend ILSs of all kinds, you know, maybe even excluding Zillow, what changes would you recommend they start to make to gear more towards the consumer benefiting from a real connection with an agent that isn't getting them put into a shark tank with a hundred different people calling them. I think it's the personal handoff. So like some of the ones that I won't, that I've mentioned before, it's, you know, we may get your information then we'll call you where it's not a, like Zillow may have a personal handoff where it comes from Alex to you and you're right on the phone with the buyer. 
So if they have questions at that moment in time, they can ask it. Yeah, I mean, it is not com- customer like focused. Focused to have eight different agents calling. Yeah, that's just it's annoying. Just annoying. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, that's some companies' process, and it's it's really hard to work with. So well, I think it's also less expensive for them too, because you don't have to hire the person to take that incoming call and make that handoff to the agent. Do you see a, a potential change to how those kind of companies approach the the connection process as we f- travel further into a technologically driven um, age? You would think <laughs> you would think so, but it hasn't happened yet, and Zillow's been doing yeah. it for years. So mm-hmm. it's it's something you would think that they don't just do. Some of them are definitely trying, but they aren't setting it up in a way that can work, especially for teams. Like there's a couple of them that want to have live handoffs, but they'll only send it to like one phone number mm-hmm. and it's it doesn't work very well. So they have to figure that out. Some of the other companies are starting to figure out a couple of other things that I'm working on in the back end. I don't know if they're going to work or not. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. they, they know it's an issue and I think they're trying but we'll we'll have to see. It does take the infrastructure to be able to handle it too, mm-hmm. as far as the people. So it's interesting to see if they can pull that out. Yep. Off of roll. But we'll keep learning, yeah. and uh, if it works, it'll work. We'll try it. Absolutely. Word. Word to you, homies. <laughs> <laughs> homies. So I think now would be a good time since Zim has been skipping out on training. <laughs> oh, question. Yes. Uh, this time? It, let's I, just not air this part in case I'm wrong. I want to <laughs> bring out Princess Jen if she's. Oh, I love her. Princess Ooh, Jen. I think Princess Jen has a question from this morning's um, meeting. Okay. Zim was sleeping. So, um, hi, Princess Jen. Hi. How are um, you? Good. My, uh, yeah, my appraisal came in low. And I heard that there's a way with PMI <laughs> mm-hmm. to um, not have to pay more money. And my dad doesn't want to pay more money. So, like, how does that work? Well, if you remember back, Jen, we talked about you doing Princess Jen to you. Oh, I'm so yeah, sorry, Princess. Right. Your, Hello. Would you like your royal highness or would you like Princess <laughs> Jen? Princess Jen. Jen. Okay. Princess Jen. Um, I recall our conversation that you were looking to pay cash, but you could get a lender if I want my dad wanted me to get a lender, remember, so I that I do. could have interest to write off on my taxes. That's correct. So <laughs> we are gonna we're gonna focus on you getting the lender because that's what your dad would like. Mm-hmm. So, but the appraisal came in low. Yes, it did. So, really low. So we. This is your fault. Well, I'm. Then I'm heck? gonna make it right for you. Okay, so fix it. Come who, on, man. Do you remember who your lender is? Kyle Haley. Amazing. And <laughs> Kyle does a phenomenal job at Wintrust. Mm-hmm. And I would say your best, com- the best thing we can do at this stage is have a conversation with Kyle directly. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to kind of walk you through a couple different Let's avenues. <laughs> Continue. So your, your assistant is a little disruptive here. I know. He's uh, actually just a monkey. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> what? Dance, oh. monkey dance. Um, Poor bubbles. There we go. <laughs> Well, I, I think Kyle Haley is going to be a great reference for you, at least in terms of understanding how we can do a mortgage payoff or a PMI, sorry, not mortgage payoff, a um, PMI payoff, mm-hmm. rather than having to deal with your appraisal in terms mm. of its being um, either too high or too low. We can also go back to the seller and see if we can renegotiate. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Why don't we explore? Can I do both? 
Exactly. We mm-hmm. should do both because what we should do is keep Kyle in the loop as to the whole process and he can even give you better advice than I can regarding your loan. So I have options. You have plenty of options because you're right. Princess and Jane. All right. I like it. Good answer. Yay. Yes. Yay. You get to keep my job for another day. Yep. You lived. Yes. Woohoo. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> is it today? Today is Wednesday. Today is Wednesday, September 22. Yeah. For those of you guys that don't know, Princess Jen is uh, a <laughs> character that comes out in their first week of training and they have to write an offer for her. And, and she's, she's the worst. She's a hair demanding. She's only slightly more demanding than anyone else we've ever worked with. But <laughs> 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 she's great prep, let me tell you. There is pleasing her and then there is just no pleasing her. And we often see the other side more often. Yeah, in in real life, yep. that's that's true. Me, right? <laughs> no, oh sorry. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely want everyone going forward though to learn it as Princess and <laughs> get it right. Why did you say it like that? Were you choking or something? That's how I say it. Well, I was a little disappointed in how how good I was. Yeah, how easy that question was. Do you want you want to try me again? I do. Do you have time? Yeah, I think right, we got time. I want I want King Corn to step in here. Ugh. King Corn? Yeah, we we actually we had um we broke into groups and we had King Corn oh and then God. was it Emily or who was it? Gracie. Oh, Princess Gracie. She would So what happened was uh Princess Gracie and King Corn were trying to write offers to try and beat Princess Jen's offer. So they went in separate rooms to try and come up with offers that would beat mine. I'm I'm listening, but I'm also still shocked by King Corn. <laughs> <laughs> Dance monkey. I'm trying. Okay. Um, or or would you prefer to be called bubbles? Just so you know, we, we have King a lot of fun bubbles. here. So this yes. is why we do the king education bubbles. so that we can stay sharp for situations where I meet the king himself. <laughs> That's <laughs> God. right. Uh-huh. Okay. So uh, so what am I doing here? Yeah. What are we doing? King Corn's got a situation. Oh, okay, Mr. Corn. Oh, sorry, Your Royal Highness King Corn. So are you a princess? So are you like it's like a Bowser princess? and Peach I'm apparently scenario. your daughter. Yeah, it's a it's, you that's know weird. that's, that's, that's not you know there's a lot of incest in royal families. Oh, oh god, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Let's not let's we, not think crossed. about it. So too if we much. had royalty listening, we apologize. It was, yeah. it was Jacob. Sorry about that. Sorry, uh, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, her and Dolly Parton are tuning in. <laughs> yeah. Nobody messes your, with Dolly. Your Where's family Luke? is messed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she knows. Yeah, she already she knows. She knows. So, King Corn. So, what was your situation? You said you wanted to get a. I she wasn't had, paying attention. She had an appraisal problem. That I we had an appraisal problem. All right. So, Princess Jen wants to buy a house, mm-hmm. and she's going to buy it on her own. But I want to be have title of it. Okay. So uh-uh. you. Uh huh. <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh. It's mine. It can be yours for the low price. I want it price. to say Jen. Oh, oh title. another. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've added another hyphen into the E's. Um, so, King Corn, like if I'm understanding you correctly, you don't want to be part of the loan that her father is going to be having us take. I'm on. buying it, but I want her on title. Oh. Oh, you are the father in this. So, area. I'm going to be on title and not you? Correct. That's what I do want. Mm-hmm. But I'm buying it. He. he can give me the money. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to sit there and stare at both of you until make so this all makes sense <laughs> here. Stalling. No, it just I got confused. I'm not going to lie. This so I'm my, paying for my it. My name is on the offer, but he's going to pay for it. Oh, okay, great. But I want to be on the title. Okay, but he doesn't want you mine. on the title. No. 
Well, no, I want her on title. You want her? Oh, then that's easy. So she can be on as an occupant in a sense. It's the same way with Elise. You can. But be do on we the have D. him so he's not on it? I don't want to be on it. Um, I'm sure there is some level of this we can address with the title agent. However, from the loan perspective, your name does have to appear. But on there's the no loan. Cash. It's cash. Oh, well then that changes. That's a horse of a different color. I guess a monkey of a different color. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> he's stalling again. Oh no, that was my answer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> talking about horses and monkeys and yeah because i'm dealing i don't know um see it would be even more complicated if he didn't want my name on it yes i think i'm just staring at you both as my bosses and not trying to <laughs> die under the pressure of a hot light and two cameras so <laughs> don't die <laughs> no we love it's you. I, so if i'm understanding it correctly it's a cash offer because yep. uh, mm. i'm still i was still applying this as the loan the loan from the prior example so i apologize yeah. no so things have the, changed keep up I'm just <laughs> yes, 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 and um, <laughs> so Matt is going to be sorry King, King. Corn is going to be paying a Your cash majesty. offer uh, you're going to get King Corn for me and that's about <laughs> it <laughs> you are going to live in the home and you're nope, going to have I'm title. not living there no I'm talking to Princess Jen oh, yeah she's going to live there and be on title yeah but have no financial contribution duh so at the essentially <laughs> it's a gift at that point if I'm understanding it of the money yeah. So you're just basically gifting the money to Princess N to buy the house. And so therefore it's on the deed as Princess ends and you essentially so paid like for it. So like if I sell it, can I have the money? That's a conversation you and King Corn over there are going to have but to have his, separate. But he won't be on it, right? No. So it'll be my money. Absolutely. <laughs> but you're still going to want to talk to him just in the Jesus event that there's a problem later. But it'll be mine, though. It'll right? all be yours. That's, that's on all legal I needed paperwork. to know. Thank you. All of it's yours. Mm-hmm. The world is yours. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Brother. I'm uncomfortable. How about you, America? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Wisconsin, the Alabama of the North. <laughs> Roll Tide. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> sometimes things get derailed, and usually it's my fault, but not this time. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> Was that a mic drop? That's uh That's uh We're getting close to the end here. <laughs> we're not there yet. <laughs> no, Zim. I got one more thing for you. Yes, sir. I want you to drop some insight and some um, advice. One piece of advice for a seller in today's market and one piece of advice for a buyer in today's market. Got it. For a seller, I think it's a big... I think it would be more helpful for sellers right now to know exactly what is happening in the market and understanding that the agent they're speaking with, me, will know what they're talking about. Um in regards to me. yes okay just checking <laughs> zim.hometeamforyou.com thank you uh, zim for you on tiktok <laughs> and uh, um anyway no it's, it's good to know what's going on in the market because if there is a slowdown the expectation of having 30 people look at your house with 25 offers those days are on pause for now they you know it's not like they'll never happen again it's not like it w- don't couldn't possibly happen now it's what are we seeing? Are we seeing homes sit on the market for 12 to 15 days before they see three to five offers? And if that's the case, that needs to be the exception or expectation up front. Now, it's not a matter of us not trying and us wor- not working because 
we will work harder than anyone else. I'm willing to say that and mean it. But the expectation has to be set. And so coming in with this, I want the highest. I want my home sold tomorrow in a market where there's maybe, you know, 200 people in all of Dane County looking. It's hard to say that's going to happen right off the bat. A couple months ago when the market was hot, absolutely. But I would say listen to your agent and let's formulate a plan that we can do the best to our abilities to get your home sold for the most money possible and fast as possible, but with realistic expectations. It's setting the new bar for where the market is today. With buyers, it's coming to the table prepared. It is still, it's not as much a seller's market as it used to be. However, there was a new standard, I believe, that was set where when you come to the market, you should probably have your stuff prepared. If you don't know what you're doing, you don't know where to start, the best place to start is to talk to a, a real estate to Zim at hometeamforyou.com. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Is to talk to an agent Um, because the agent will likely have a few connections and be able to point you in the right direction. For my clients and my customers who are yet to become my clients but will be, I love having the buyer consultation and buyer conversation because at the consultation, there is no direct attachment to any real estate. There is no, nothing but questions to be answered. And I think that's a big part of the process so many buyers don't know exists is you can sit down with an agent for free and get your questions and figure out what this process should look like. For free, you say? Well, yeah. <laughs> Only for me, though, because then you're going to buy a house. It's going to be great because it's going to be great. That's right. Word. Awesome. Do my bosses object to either of those things? I stopped listening after the first I know you did. Jen? <laughs> <laughs> We love you, Zim. Love you. All right. They haven't fired me on air, so we're doing good. Oh, and I had to go. All right. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. Hey, if you're in South Central Wisconsin, you're looking into buying or selling real estate. Or getting hitched. (laughs) Wait a minute. Well, pause the music. What? Is this becoming <laughs> Tinder? <laughs> All right. Tinder.hometeamforyou.com. You're looking to buy or sell real estate in South Central Wisconsin. You know who to call. That's home team. The number four, the letter U. Com. <laughs> okay. Until next time. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Peace. Bye.